0: Hello everyone, it's Kreisha again. Welcome back to Living Through a Pandemic and today we're going to start off with a new topic and that is can children actually contract the coronavirus? So ever since the coronavirus has made numerous headlines and took taken more lives while infecting so many more people... Various claims and assertions have been made about whether or not the virus can be declared as the latest global public health emergency, whether or not it's going to spread across the entire world, how long this will be going on for, and a lot of these questions have remained unanswered while others have been answered. For one thing, some other claims have also been made about the social and mental implications that this situation is having. In regards to how or whether certain diets will actually help protect you from the virus or if men are more likely to contract the disease than women are. And now a new claim has surfaced, which is that kids are less likely to actually contract the virus. And this is confusing kids and parents alike. But is there actually any truth to this? And to be very honest, the short answer is no, not really. The thing is that children are actually still just as likely to contract the disease because all humans are susceptible to the coronavirus, including the COVID-19 subtype, as with any other normal respiratory disease. And these findings have been confirmed by Dr. Natasha Burgett, who reiterated that there's so much more to consider during this outbreak than whether or not just a child can contract the virus itself. So it has been proven that no children aren't necessarily less likely to contract the disease and there's other studies and models that have been used to confirm these findings which we'll get into a little later. So we can't though with complete certainty confirm nor deny why children cases of coronavirus haven't been showing up in the news. And simply because not a lot of people really know the answer. Or to be very honest, no one knows the answer. Dr. Aaron Millstone, an epidemiologist and professor of pediatrics at Johns Hopkins Medicine, even explained that the news that we're getting is filtered, and so all we really know is what we hear. And so, as we know, we haven't been hearing a lot about children having getting coronavirus, and if so, even if they are getting it, being affected by it negatively. And so... That's kind of what's going on in the more scientific community as well. There's a lot that's still unclear at this point, and a lot of information is being misinterpreted or uh, just going by undetected, which is making it much harder for scientists to come up with verified claims as to whether or not children are more likely or less likely to be contracting the disease. But... There is the whole idea that kids come down with respiratory viruses really often. Experts tend to say that it's not unusual for a healthy child who goes to school or daycare to come down with up to 10 a season, right? So it's not something that's just happening once or twice and then you get the flu shot and you're good. It, for some children, this is something that they kind of experience multiple times during the flu season. And even then, it's not that big of a deal. Just because a lot of children are always around children at school, and a lot of children also tend to be much more relaxed about things like um, keeping their hands to themselves or washing them. And so this is something that while you can attempt to control as best as you would like, it isn't going to be something that you can completely have 100% authority over. And so Things like telling children not to sneeze on their friends, or making sure that they stay away from other people, or wash their hands if they think they're sick or stay home. Those are just things that we kind of have to monitor, but it's not something we can have complete control over, which is why something like the flu spreads so readily in our younger community during the winter season. And so there's also the idea that children's immune systems are still developing around that age, and This also affects how likely they are to contract the disease, but also how likely they are to have that disease show symptoms and actually affect them negatively to an extent that they have been in adults. And so that's really important to keep in mind as well. Now, as for epidemiologists and how they measure how contagious a disease is, that's by a basic reproduction number, or also known as R-naught. And so this is the number of people that each infected person would be affected or expected to infect in turn. And so, so far, experts believe that coronavirus has an R-naught of about 2 to 2.5, which means that each infected person would then be expected to pass the virus on to at least another two people or so, and give or take one or two, right? And so, this means that it's nearly as twice as contagious as the flu, which has an R-naught of 1.3. But then again, it's much less contagious than... Another childhood illness like measles, which one infected person could spread to as many as 30 other people in a bad outbreak. And so obviously, it's not as severe as some other diseases have been, but compared to the flu, which is our norm or what we're used to, it's definitely a bigger deal. Now, based on this base level, children should be more likely to contract coronavirus than the flu, but we don't know how readily children contract or spread it because... So far, they haven't been hit as hard by the disease itself. So this isn't saying that they haven't been getting it, but even if they do, they haven't been showing indications or symptoms of it as severely as other adults have. And worldwide, until very recently, no one under the age of 9 died from COVID-19, and even 0.2% of those ages between 10 to 19 have actually died, which shows how unlikely it is for something like that to occur and a lot of this is based on CDC's prevention guidance to doctors so compared to that of an overall mortality rate of COVID-19 that's around 10 times as higher this kind of mortality rate for that specific age group is much lower and a lot of this is also attributed to that very factor that their immune systems are fighting back a little quicker so Other coronaviruses, like those responsible for earlier outbreaks of severe acute respiratory syndromes, or SARS, like we talked about, and also the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS, which was also mentioned in the last episode, Um, those also affected children less, although it's not clear whether children were actually affected less or simply less exposed to adults, especially given that those were outbreaks in a much smaller region that affected a lot less people. Right now, there's also no evidence that children are more likely to come down with the particular coronavirus and that even in China, which is the origin of this outbreak, right? um, a lot of the cases were in adults themselves. So the largest study that's been done regarding this subject, now just to kind of get into the more stats behind it, has looked at over 44,000 cases of coronavirus in China, and it found no deaths among children younger than nine. And granted, this study took place a few weeks ago, but The limited information that we do still have on children affected with the virus in China suggests that those with confirmed cases had relatively mild symptoms, including a runny nose, a fever, cough, and then some gastrointestinal issues, which again are very typical to even just the flu or a common cold. So even though severe complications, so like uh, respiratory syndrome, septic shocks, and things like that have been reported, the CDC mentioned that they appear to be very uncommon in that particular age group, especially with children with underlying high con- health conditions having a higher risk of developing serious syndromes like that. And so it makes sense that the reason we talked about this in the last episode was Older patients are much more vulnerable to the disease because their resources and their body's strength is already being supplied elsewhere to help them fight against the other conditions or underlying medical history that they have. And with children with this medical history, um, the same kind of ideology applies that they aren't as equipped necessarily to be fighting back, which is why healthier kids might actually have A much milder reaction to the virus than adults and other children that have health complications. Now why are children benefiting like this? Well one, most children are actually very healthy and so this is something that kind of generalizes the overall statistics for the entire population with that most children are able to fight back very quickly and There's also the idea that there are many viral outbreaks in the past that children have tended to fare better in, not just those caused by coronavirus, but also things like the 1918 influenza outbreak in which children fared much better than um, those with health conditions or just adults in general. And there's also the entire concept of children's developing immune systems might have actually benefited them but it's actually very premature to say as of now whether something similar could have happened or is happening with COVID-19. Now one hypothesis is that the innate immune system that's the early response that's aimed broadly at a group of pathogens tends to be active or more active in children and so the innate immune system is the first line of defense against pathogens cells in that system respond immediately to foreign invaders and by contrast just so everyone knows the adaptive immune system learns to recognize specific pathogens but takes much longer to join this battle so If the innate immune system response is stronger in children exposed to COVID-19, then they might fight off infection more readily than adults suffering only mild symptoms, which appears to clearly be the case. Now, other coronaviruses have also shown this pattern and that the immune system being innate and that one being the more dominant one in children being linked to the reason that children aren't showing as many symptoms or because the reason that... A lot of these cases are going undetected there are also results from a new study in china's provinces that showed how after 391 people were followed um and those were 391 people that had contracted the new coronavirus between january 12th and february 14th um them and their 12 86 contacts, so 1,286 contacts were also followed actively. And surveillance of all of these contacts and interactions helped the researchers understand how the disease spreads through friends, colleagues, and family members, and what these interactions were entailing for the spread of the disease. Now, this study isn't peer-reviewed, but it was able to reproduce a pattern that researchers have been observing since early in the outbreak, which is that children don't seem to get sick with COVID-19, and which is basically the disease that the virus causes at the same rate that adults do. And they hypothesized that this is likely because in areas like China, children have healthier lungs than adults do um, because they don't smoke and they have fewer years of exposure to pollution. And because adults are more likely to have dangerous immune responses to respiratory diseases, this puts children at an advantage just based on the environmental factors that are affecting them, especially in countries like China. However, new research has also showed that children do catch the coronavirus at the same rate as adults, and according to these findings, 7.4% of children exposed to one of the known carriers of the disease in the study later tested positive for the disease, whereas the population average was 7.9%. And so obviously the 7.4 and 7.9 are relatively similar um, rates to be comparing. And then within households, the disease spread the most readily with 15% of people living with an infected person later coming down with the virus. And so that shows that children can still also be carriers as well. Now, the only thing that remains extremely unclear is to what extent children with their relatively mild symptoms spread the disease to other people and especially to vulnerable older individuals. So if children are effective at transmitting the virus, it would bolster the case for school exclosures um, aimed at reducing the scope of the outbreak. And a lot of these school closures have been extremely effective in maintaining the health of their students because it's a difficult decision as epidemiologists and school administration has been considering because it's very disruptive to the learning and the welfare um, and economical stability too of a lot of teachers a lot of faculty members staff members and at this point we don't even know what the best time is to be starting up again right and so a lot of schools have actually halted a lot of their progress. A second lesson that's really been showing up in the research in China with its provinces is that close surveillance can actually help to stop the new coronavirus from spreading. People who were tested proactively because of their contact with an infected person were isolated 2.7 days after developing symptoms, and then... In comparison, people who were tested only after developing symptoms, they were isolated 4.6 days after the symptoms emerged, which is an additional 1.9 potential days afterwards that they could be transmitting the virus. And so sur- having close surveillance of the contacts, you can weed out people that may be showing symptoms of those diseases much quicker, and as a result, put them in social isolation much quicker as well, which helps prevent the spread of the disease. Now, the other side to this is just that the case definition for COVID-19 has been developed for more severe diseases, and which is why in many cases, children with COVID-19 that have milder symptoms are just being mistaken for having the flu or the common cold, which is why A lot of these children's cases are actually going undetected so in reality there might be a multitude of cases that we just don't know about as well again everything is very up in the air at this point just because there isn't very strong evidence supporting either claim or either side however given these circumstances there are still clear measures that parents and children can be taking to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus and these things include staying up to date on children's immunizations just because right now the flu is actually a greater threat to kids in the United States than the coronavirus but even then the having that flu shot could make sure that your children are staying much healthier overall which in the long run would make sure that their immune systems intact to help them fight off COVID-19 if it comes down to that It's also extremely important to prioritize social distancing and to hold yourself and those around you accountable for this as well because it's a responsibility that all of us have to make sure that our entire community is staying safe and that we're making sure we're doing our best to help out those around us. And then as always, wash your hands. It's extremely important. That's the most recommended advice that experts keep reiterating to make sure that we know and that we teach those around us and the ones that are younger and older than us now one of the biggest pieces of advice that i'd like to leave everyone off with before leaving today is that at this time it's extremely important to understand your workplaces your schools, your daycares whatever it may be communication plan in case of disruption or closures in your community because it's very important to stay updated in this time and to make sure that you know what's going on around you to maximize the health and safety of everyone. So as the local and federal authorities have been reiterating, lean into your local public health authorities, the CDC and the World Health Organization who are on the front lines of protecting our communities to determine and to make sure that we all stay healthy, safe and maximize what's most important to us. Thank you for listening today and I shall be back tomorrow with a new episode. Thank you.